Hey, listeners, welcome back to Topics with Tim, Next Level Health. This is my series called People Are Interesting, and this is part two of my conversation with Brenna Sterling. In this part of our conversation, we talk about God speaking to people and to us and how we interpret that. I share another dating story from the dating apps, kind of a continuation of what we talked about on the last pod. We also talk more about her podcast called and unqualified. And she kind of talks about why, you know, someone, why you as a listener might be interested in her podcast. And also I give a little bit of a spiel on what I think truly qualifies someone. And lastly, Brenna opens up and shares a little bit about a mystery illness that she's had for a long time and how that's affected her, but yet she's remained so positive throughout it. So Thanks again, Brenna, for being on the podcast this time, and I'm looking forward to having you back on. Anyway, guys, enjoy. Bruh. And it's like... Don't even get me started on that. That makes me so mad, dude. Don't even... I'm so glad that um, you heard that, but until I hear it too, I'm going to be pretty skeptical about it. Bruh. I feel like so many people will say... Not that like God is not leading them because I'm sure he is, but yeah. a lot of people th- like throw it around really easily. Like, oh yeah, God wants me to get this job or take, and I'm like, what if that's what you want? Which is totally fine. Like you, like, I think you should go do something that you want to do. I don't think God yeah. would be opposed to you doing something you want to do unless it was clearly against, you know, biblical morality to go take mm-hmm. that job, which it's likely not. You know, and may, I mean, maybe he is obviously that door is open. So it's not like he's closing that door. So you could interpret it as, oh, he wants me to take this job. But I mean, what if that's just what you want? And can you just admit exactly. to yourself that you want that? And obviously you're hoping God partners with you in that and it works out. But I, I it like bugs me when people throw around that so easily. Like, oh, God told me no. God told me yes. God told me not to date you. God told me not to take this job. Like, well, I guess you could infer it that way but i I don't know that's just me yeah i say take responsibility for your actions and and not always put it on god because then the focus becomes on if the job doesn't work out you're like why god you told me to take this job what's your problem or some the other person is mad oh god told me not to date you date you and then they're mad at god instead of you because you're the one who chose not to date them but you said god told you not to date them so now they're like what the heck god why'd you you know so it like puts a lot of i think negative attention on God, when it's really the, the person making a lot of those decisions, but then just throwing God on it to make themselves sound like more Christian or more spiritual. So I don't know. That's my take on that. What do you think? Oh, yeah, I absolutely agree because they're like, I don't know. If God's going to speak, it's going to be like very clear. Like I've had times in my life where I've heard God very clearly. And unless it's one of those things, like I just question especially if it's like, I don't know, relationships are really tricky because it's like, you know, the devil parades is an angel of light. And so even something that looks really good, like even if the timing's off or anything, like unless it's like God ordained. And so I don't know, it'll be really clear. I I get very skeptical, mostly of myself when I was like, is that really God or is that me? Especially if it's Mm -hmm. something that like, makes me excited rather than uncomfortable I was like I don't know who's saying that and I don't know that's when like that's a whole nother thing that's when like spiritual counsel is very important 
So mm-hmm. like going to like an older spiritual mentor of like, hey, I'm thinking about this. And like, even if they don't like necessarily like, you know, have like a personal revelation from God or they're like, oh, like, what about this scripture? Or what about this experience? Or like, do you really think this is a good idea? And like, it'll happen. And so Mm. I was one of those people that used to look for validation from like everybody in my circle. And then I got very picky about who I asked, especially on certain issues. Cause like, wow, that person is very experienced in leadership, but they're not in a relationship right now. So I should probably ask one of my more experienced friends who's like been married for a few decades, ask her what she thinks. And so. I I totally feel you with that too. I sometimes will not really be interested interested in a girl that much, but if a lot of the community of friends are like, yeah, you should go for her. I will tend to like, I don't know, not, not fully not trust myself, but go like, okay, they're seeing something here that I'm not. And so I will tend to give things more, a more of a chance if a lot of people around me are saying, go for it or go for this girl, this job, whatever it is. Even if I'm not initially thinking that's what I want, I'll be like, okay, I'll give it a chance. Cause obviously you guys are seeing something and I don't know what it is, but I'll, I'll, I'll give it a chance at least. So it's good to have those people around to kind of show you what's going on. I will tell you one last story about the dating app thing that I was thinking (laughs) about. So I remember I was messaging this girl for about three days and we were just messaging back and forth all day long, getting to know each other. And it was all lovey dovey and, Oh, you're so cool. You're so awesome. Blah, blah, blah. Getting to know you. And I was like, okay, this girl's so cool. And so I spent three days in, you know, you know, writing the romance novel in my head about how this is going to work out and we're going to be soulmates. And then we're like, all right, let's meet up in person. So we met up for coffee and it literally took me less than a few minutes to know that this was going absolutely nowhere. (laughs) And that's when I went, I just spent three days emotionally investing in this girl, texting back and forth, thinking that this was, and all I needed was two minutes in person, two minutes to know why that that's three days of my life. I'm never going to get back. (laughs) I I'm not doing this anymore. So <laughs> but I know on the, I know on the apps, you kind of have to converse for a little while before there's enough trust where the other part person will be like, Hey, let's go out kind of thing. And so that's, that's another reason why I got turned off to it was I was like, I don't want to have to spend three days texting you to then go meet you in person and realize I just wasted three days texting you. So, but oh, yeah. then, but then I know it's, again, it's not necessarily appropriate to be like immediately, you know, match with someone to be like, Hey, you want to meet for coffee? Cause maybe they're like, that's a little weird. That's a little fast. Why do you want to meet for coffee right now? Blah, blah, blah. Especially in California. Um, yeah, so it's just like this weird where I'm like, well, I can't really get what I want because I, I just want to meet you in person, but I know you're not going to trust me, but then I have to do this texting thing and I don't really want to do that. So all in all, this just doesn't work for me. Yeah. End of story. I think, <laughs> I think the weirdest experience I've had was when I first moved to Texas, there was this dude that asked me, he Google searched me, which was bizarre. So he- Was there not a lot of Brenna of- Sterlings in Texas that- no, but he you? put my photo into Google and searched me and found out that I was a YouTuber. And he was like, oh my gosh, can I vlog our first date? And I was like, I don't know you. It's <laughs> like, I just met you. Like, I, and so I was like, I was like, I want to like get to know you first before like we go hang out. And it, it wasn't even like, oh, let's like have a phone call. It was like, let's go meet somewhere. And I was like, this is weird. 
And so I was like trying to get to know him. I was like, so did you grow up in the Houston area? Like, is that where you're living right now? And he's like, oh, so now you want to go on a date? I was like, no, I'm just asking you small talk questions. And I was like, stop being so weird. And my roommate was like, just, just block him. Like, just, just no. So that didn't last very long. (laughs) But that was, that was by far the weirdest thing. I was like, can I vlog our date? And I was like, no <laughs> it's like no you can't i think that sounds kind of cool it's, it's, it's different it's different <laughs> i definitely well like to me especially after like having most of my life on the internet like i talk about so one of the things i talk about is mental health so i share a lot of my experiences and those are very personal like my testimony mm-hmm. is on the internet And so like the things of mine are private. Like I definitely want to keep those private. And so like my love life, yes, I want to keep that to myself. And here we are talking about it on a podcast episode. So I, that's, I keep very few things like fully to myself and like to my circles. So like I, and then again, like I don't like being on camera. And so I like, I don't know just like the audacity I'm like well that's a first and I'm never gonna forget this experience so yeah Hmm. okay what do you outside of your pod well actually before I go into that I do want to if you're just break down real quick if you were like someone's listening right now and they're debating whether or not they want to go on and, and subscribe to your podcast what would you say to convince them like give me a quick summary this is what this is what I'm for this is what it's about this is why you should subscribe to my channel if you want this. Boom. Give it to me. So I'm definitely trying to work in like having a more diverse group of guests. Um, one of those things has been I've been trying to get out of my university successfully without causing too much of a problem. But there are definitely a lot of people that I'd like to interview in the future. But I guess I think there is something for everybody, I hope. So like there's something that'll be interesting, but even if your personal view isn't represented, that you won't feel disrespected. Like you'll still feel seen. So I always like to say that like called and unqualified is about um, confrontational topics in a non-confrontational way, because these things are important to talk about. And a lot of people that don't like confrontation just avoid them, period. And so I tend to, in a group of people that I don't agree with, so like when one of my professors, when I don't agree with him or her, I won't bring it up in class. I have a lot of friends that would, but to me, I see that certain situation, unless I'm prompted specifically for a response, which I have been, I've had professors ask conservative students specifically, like conservatives, what do you have to say about this? And of course, there's like two of us. Um, (laughs) Like that's different to me because they're inviting us to share. But Mm. I see it as more of like a way of challenging their authority and they're going to get defensive and they're not going to hear what the minority view is. So it's not productive. In a paper, absolutely, I'll say something if I'm being prompted for a response, like, what do you think about this? Or what, like, what do these historical events tell us about what we're living through right now? Like that, I'll absolutely give my honest opinion. Um, And 
that has either ended well or ended poorly. But the point is like, even it's like planting a seed. So even if that person's mind isn't changed about the idea, it's changed about the group. So they'll be open to coming back and hearing more. So I guess that's what I would say is my intent. And I hope that's what it is, is like, even if your view isn't being represented, like you'll still, you won't, you'll feel challenged, but you won't feel attacked. And I also would say that about other Christians and conservatives, because I feel like I'm in the middle of a lot of things. So like I, the Israeli-Palestinian conflict, for example, I'm ethnically Jewish. I'm spiritually a Christian. Um, I speak some Arabic and I really want to go into helping refugees. I have some Israeli friends that have really hated what I want to do. And I've had some Arabic friends who surprisingly have been much more welcoming to me. And so it's not, it's like a human thing. It's just like mm. getting defensive and divisive. And so I guess even if like other conservative Christians are coming to visit like the channel and to listen or subscribe, then I hope that you'll feel challenged too but you won't feel attacked because the whole point is just kind of wanting to build bridges between communities, I guess. That was a very long mm. answer, but. Okay. So you want to yeah. build bridges between communities. You want to, I feel like you want to have a lot of open discussions where both sides are heard. It's not, yes. you know, both sides feel heard, feel that it was a productive conversation. Mm -hmm. It wasn't just one side blabbing while the other side didn't get to talk, right? Everyone gets the full, as much of the full picture as you can yeah. to kind of make your own decision. Is that yeah. a good summary? And I will say it's very like, it is very biased. Like I have so much biased, which is one of the reasons why I'm unqualified. Like I'm not an expert on anything. And I talk about a lot of things that probably require expertise and like a lot of studying and so, yeah, I guess that hmm. would be it in summary. I think that I always thought about this when I think about sports and coaching, but to be able to have this, the self-awareness to know you're not an expert at something, a certain area and know to just bring in people who are, I think that's a skill and an expertise in and of itself, because not a lot of people are, have the sort of either self-awareness or just the, the being able to let go of pride to be able to go, I don't understand much about this area. I'm going to bring in someone who understands more than me and let them talk and I'll, I'll gain more expertise and the people will be able to hear. I think about in coaching a lot. Like if I was a coach, I would be, I would think, okay, I'm, you know, I'm not really good at teaching defense. I'm, I'm an offensive guy. So I'm going to bring in like the best defensive coaches I possibly can, because I know that they have expertise that I don't, that will be valuable to my team. And I'm not afraid I'm not afraid of that. If they're a better coach than me, whatever, it doesn't matter. Letting my ego go, I'm going to, you know, bring them in and we're going to all be more enriched because, you know, so I think in, in a way, like you are an expert in terms of just being able to like delegate to other experts in different fields and learn from them and then give your viewers like the, the best possible picture of a situation. So they know the full, the full scoop on everything. So, you know, don't sell yourself short. I would say on that. <clears throat> Yeah, so I hope so. I mean, I don't always, <laughs> most of the guests that I have on, um, they're very passionate 
And so they're studying. So that's what I was going to say is one of my favorite episodes I did was with my friend, Noelle. We like, she is actually a pretty big, she won't call herself. She is an influencer. She hates that term, but she's an influencer. She has a very big following on TikTok and on Instagram. And she is one of the most genuine down to earth people I've ever met. Like the way she appears online is exactly how she is in person. Mm. And so she um, lives in the LA area and she, the way she chose her major was Googling what the most difficult major at the university was because she loves a challenge. And so she started as pre-med and then now she's ending as she might go to law school, but she also might go through and just get her PhD. Um, but she is, I believe, a biochemistry or biomedical major. And I think she's a double major in philosophy. But a lot of her philosophy classes, she said, are like critical race theory. And so she, her family is, I think she, like, generations back, she's part Black, but she's mostly, like, indigenous. And her family's from Mexico. So... Um, she started college as a liberal, or I don't know if she was ever leftist, but she definitely, and then there was just one day where she couldn't argue with it anymore. She reminds me a lot of my mom. She's just very driven and Mm, gives her everything to whatever she has in front of her. And so she ended up really kind of when she started feeding her faith becoming, I think she would identify as a libertarian now. Um, But she will sit in class and her, like, she'll just stand up, well, like, virtually because everything was online. But, like, she'll just call him out. She's like, it's not like that. Like, she's not afraid to speak out for what is true. And she's just like, what you said was racist like it was like period it was not okay um and so she has a very different perspective and so I think she's one of the people that would have been closest to like an expert on the topic that she talked about because she's gotten censored on TikTok she's had people congregate outside of her house to protest her content whoa yeah like that is she's very strong but yeah. And so I have a couple of friends like that. I actually, um, another, one of the first connections I had in the city that I'm living right now was another podcaster that I worked with and he invited me to his church. We're still like, he's, a, he's like a bro. He's like a brother to me. And so, yeah, it's just, God is wild. So I literally was thinking about moving to Texas I worked with one of, I worked with a Texan and I was asking him questions about Texas culture. And then like within, let's see, I worked with him end of the year in 2020. And then I moved out here Well, I visited in February. So it was like December to February. That's how fast it was after I like started making connections over here, like friendships and then moved out here. So it was just so wild and like, he invited me to his church and now they're my church family. And like, it was really crazy. So like, I definitely have people that I still keep in contact with almost on like a weekly or daily basis. Like Noel and I are like 
text each other every day. But yeah, so I, I guess there are some people that are definitely like closest to like closer to experts just by mm. if it's more personal experience based, but then there's other people that it's just kind of like they feel passionate about that topic. They've done a lot of research and mm. yeah. I'm I'm a big believer that people I mean, I guess I'm I'm someone who I don't necessarily believe fully in credentials and it's mainly mm. because I see people who are quote unquote credentialed. They've gone to school for XYZ. They have all these things saying that they know what they're talking about and then I listen to them talk and I do my own research a lot and I they're wrong about a lot of things. Doctors about a lot of things like there are a lot of things that I'm like, man, like they're wrong and they have a PhD and I don't, but I, I know more than them about that topic. And so not that people who are credentialed are, I'm not, a lot of them are very smart, very well educated, but I guess it's not everything. That's the point I'm trying to make is I think there are a lot of people who have a lot of expertise and they may not have the credential, right? They might not be qualified like your podcast says, right? In terms of our society's views, what's qualified but they do a lot of research and study on a specific niche topic. And they actually know a lot more than someone who's more a great example of this is your, your doctor, right? Your general practitioner. One example of this, I know more about nutrition than your general practitioner, almost guaranteed doctors, especially ones who are going into general practitioning, take maybe two nutrition classes. That's it. They don't know jack squat about nutrition. They know a lot about a lot of things in the medical field because they're a general practitioner, but they don't know about nutrition. And so, yeah, I may not have, you know, a bunch of nutrition degrees or I might not have gone to school because that just wasn't for me. I'm more of an entrepreneur, but I, I do a lot of research and study and I would, I would know more about, you know, like I said, nutrition than your general practitioner. So it's, again, I, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is everyone has like an area of passion that they research and know a lot about. And it's just finding those people, right. And bringing them on and talk to them and getting to know what they're about, what they do. And regardless of their credentials or not, everyone has a niche. Everyone has something that like a God-given interest or passion that they know a lot about. And so that's like my podcast. I love finding people who just know a lot about a niche topic and picking their brain about it because they're an expert in that topic because that's what, that's what they love. That's what they do. That's God has given them that, that passion. So I don't know exactly what point I was trying to make there, but <laughs> I enjoyed it. No, that was my tangent well, there. <laughs> <laughs> but like, like we were saying, right, you, you're bringing on people who know more than you do about certain things so that you can learn and that your audience can learn and that you can have really productive, meaningful conversations that help people grow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's, boom. That's your podcast. I mean, I hope boom. so. I've had um, definitely a lot of the episode that I'm actually writing right now is about I've had this last year specifically a lot of interesting experiences of kind of like pushback and cyberbullying for what I believe, which is new. It's definitely not unique since I'm like conservative and Christian, but um, I was pleasantly surprised. Like, well, that's not the right term. I was humbled by some of the responses that I got from people that didn't think like me. And I was like, okay, this is like, there's something to this. So like all my conservative friends that are like saying, let's not attack their character. Let's not attack their intellect. It's like, that's exactly what you're doing. And it's what you're getting back. And so it's mm -hmm. like, um, 
yeah, so that's pretty much what this next episode sometime, I don't know when it's going to be released, is going to be about. But yeah, I, I've been taught a lot mm. just from listening to people. How frequently do your podcasts come out? Are they on a set schedule? Do they come out every, like, how does that work for you? I used to do it weekly, but I took the last, I think, month and a half off because I was finishing out my junior year of college. Well, junior, senior, I'm graduating a semester early. So it was like kind of my senior year. Um, And then I have a mystery illness that I'm still learning about. And so that hit me really hard this last month, but now I'm like getting back into it. So, whoa, whoa, whoa. You have a mystery illness. I do have a mystery illness. I lived with it for most of my life and I had no idea what it was. And about the last year we've, we think we have a name for it, but that's why I'm very skeptical about, I, what does it do to you? So they call it fibromyalgia. I don't know if you've heard of that. I have heard of that. Yes. Yeah. So a lot of older people have it, which is why I, most of my friends call me a boomer. Shout out to Nick. That was on an episode, a couple, I don't know when his episode is coming out in relation to mine. Um, but yeah, I, I just have a lot of old people problems, like just to bluntly put it. And so that's, hmm. yeah. So that hit me really hard. And one of the, I think one of the most impactful Um, symptoms is chronic fatigue and chronic pain and so when COVID hit or you probably have to edit that up when the large illness that hit the entire world this last year um, has a long-lasting effect of chronic fatigue I was like guys this is nothing I was like I've lived my entire life like this and so I definitely your whole life yeah um pretty much my whole life so I man, like I was struggling with arthritis in elementary school. It sounds so sad, but that's exactly, oh yeah. So I got the best of both worlds. I'm living in my twenties, but I'm also ready to retire. It is such a mood, but I mean, I feel like that's That's a good attitude about it. That's Mm, awesome. I feel like that's a really good part of like, that's one of the things that God is used to show me is like, I feel like whenever people get into their older age, especially, or like, I've noticed a lot of people, like whenever a family member gets sick, like that's when they're like, please pray. Like, we don't know what's going to happen. And so to me, like, it's been just such, I, it's been so evident to me because most of the people that I have in my life that aren't Christians yet, it's been them recognizing that they're broken. And to me with this illness, it's been a constant reminder of like, yeah, this world is really broken. Like I'm broken. I can't do it on my own. I have to ask people for help. And like, to me, it's, it's not really a setback because it's more of a blessing that I'm like reminded that I'm human and just kind of like, look, if God can use me, he can totally use you too. And just kind of tell people like, Mm it's, it's brought more moments of clarity than it has like hardship. And there's been a lot of hardship, especially with like other people, my own age, understanding what it's like. Cause like I, for the life of me, like sports are so difficult. 
Like mm. it was so embarrassing having to do PE because uh, I would like complain about it. And my teachers always thought, oh, you're having a bad attitude and that's why you're not doing well. It's like, no, I have a bad attitude because I'm not doing well. <laughs> it's like, you want me to try and I am trying. And so in high school, my high school put me on the basketball team. And when my doctor had heard they put me on the basketball team, she's like, no, they should not have done that. Cause like, I was a kid that was like, okay, I'll run around the court for like two minutes and then I'll pass out. And so I was like constantly having to take breaks. But the thing is like, I don't know. I've seen a lot of people with chronic illnesses, especially chronic pain, just kind of like be really pessimistic. But it's like, mm. if I woke up this morning, like I have people to love. And it's like, yeah, I can be cynical and self-centered, but like Jesus didn't die. So I could do that. Like, <laughs> this mm. is so temporary. Like in heaven, we're all going to have renewed bodies and man, am I ready for that? I'm going to dance so much. Dude. So Wow, yeah, I had no idea you were it. you were battling with that for uh, so long. Has it gotten better? No. <laughs> no. Well, I mean, so the really interesting thing is, and this will not surprise you at all, but the there's not a lot of medications for it. So the most helpful things have been diet. So the mm. last year I started eating better, especially well, specifically like cutting gluten out of my diet and not having any. I was shook. Like food shouldn't be able to do this to you. Like, food is it powerful. Should, it shouldn't. Like Very I powerful. would now, whenever I have even like a little bit of gluten, like I'm talking a breadcrumb on toast, like a glutinous breadcrumb on my toast, like through the butter. Like I have to ask my roommates to use different knives in our butter because mm. like, I'll feel like I was hit by a truck. Like my whole body will hurt and I'll barely be able to move. But since I lived for years with that kind of pain and still got out of bed, so I still nothing. get up anyway. Yeah. I was like, oh, this sucks, but I have stuff to do today. So I'm going to do it anyway. sounds like you're, you must be celiac then to be if they're having that strong of a reaction to that little bit. Uh, it sounds like you'd, you'd be in that category. I don't know if your doctor, I know you can run a blood test. I'm sure your doctors have. Yeah. I think that, celiac. But disease it's an autoimmune disease right mm -hmm. it's like yeah the, so it's in like the same umbrella yourself. term as fibromyalgia but i don't think mm. i have yeah food yeah food is very powerful that's my biggest yeah. thing i'm constantly preaching on all my podcasts is like you really you, you legitimately are what you eat mm -hmm. in a lot of ways and so oh, that's yeah. like the the foundation of a healthy lifestyle is that just in a nutshell. Now, how you get yeah. there is very complicated. Easy in some ways, but also very complicated. And how to how to sustain it, how to how to do it is easy. How to sustain it is complicated. Mm -hmm. That's the way I'll put it. And that's where you need yeah. more people like myself, you know, who are more experts in that area to help oh, yeah. like, guide certain people to know what to do, how to sustain it. Yeah. But yeah, food is incredibly incredibly powerful. Oh yeah. So, yeah, that's. Wow. All right. Last question, because I do have to go. I promised my mom I'd cook her some fish. <laughs> so, And she gets cranky when she doesn't eat. So she's probably going to be mad at me. So <laughs> oh, I guess so my sorry. final question, tell me about what, like, what is life? I guess no, you've already answered that. You've already answered what your life is like outside. I was going to ask, what are your 
sort of passions outside of podcasting career-wise? Obviously, you're graduating from college. Yeah, I think I touched on them a little bit, but um, I feel like God has called me to be an immigration lawyer for refugees. Um, (laughs) I heard that um, I was volunteering with my mom. She was a substitute teacher for an English as a second language class. And so I went with her and there was a student from Syria who invited us over for dinner to have with his family. And that's when it really clicked for me. That and my um, step family from Venezuela, um, they like the level of generosity and patience and resiliency that refugees have, like it just really clicked. And I was like, I want to like, I feel like God gave me very much of like an advocate spirit. Like I really want to help people, especially the people that don't feel heard. And so something I realized is a lot of refugees have political views that lean conservative because a lot of them had their lives ripped from them because the government got too involved in a negative way. And so now they're like, okay, we want distance from you. And so they come here and there's this last year, it was very eye-opening to see like our only neighbors that celebrated the 4th of July last year were our immigrant neighbors. Wow. Um, Because they understood what a privilege it was to be here. And so it's Mm -hmm. like, I want to advocate for those voices. And so that's when I knew I wanted to go into law. And so God just made it click. But I hope out here, one of the reasons I moved out to Texas, excuse me, I just hit my table. Um, One of the reasons why I moved out to Texas was I had um, my friend that I made out here asked me to open a media business with him to start a conservative Christian media company to mostly target people that do not know Jesus yet. Um, Because there are a lot of conservatives that are in that boat. Um, And so all of our podcasts reach a different audience. And so we wanted to like kind of come together and create a community. So that's very much still in the makings. Um, That's awesome. And other than that, I mean, we'll see if it's in God's plan. I would love to have a family. Um, I would honestly, like, if God wanted me to be a stay at home mom, I'd surrender everything in a heartbeat. Like I I just, I, yeah, but anyway, so we'll see. I, God is good and he's definitely surprised me. So Mm. we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Well, thank you for being on the podcast. Thank you for sharing your your story, being vulnerable. I definitely feel like I have so many more things I do want to talk to you about, but (laughs) again, cranky mom, I got to cook her some food. So we'll definitely, I'll have you back on again. We'll talk some, some Paul. I have some politics stuff I've been thinking of and some different things we can discuss. I actually am planning on doing a Saturday podcast right now. I do three pods a week, mainly health focus, but I want to do one on Saturday that is more either politics, investing or religion. I think politics and religion kind of go hand in hand, honestly. Oh, absolutely. So I'll definitely going to have you on for one of those. So we oh, can talk, uh, Cause I know you're an, you're more of an expert than I am. That's for sure. Mm. In, the, in the political realm. So I'd, I'd love to that. hear more of your <laughs> more of your opinions there. But Brenda, thank you for being on again. Your podcast is called. Here, I wrote it down here because I, I forget things sometimes. Called and unqualified. Yes, on createwishinspire.com. And you have you have your website. Oh, yeah. the, the website's a different name though. It is. It's createworshipinspire.com. Okay, so your website is createworshipinspire.com. Your podcast is called and unqualified. They'll yes. on all the apps. So definitely check that out if you haven't already. And I'll do a pod 
with Brenna here soon that I'll make sure to tell you guys about so that you'll go on to listen to us talk about more political stuff on, on her pod. So anyways, Brennan, thank you for, for being on. I appreciate it. I'll definitely have you back on soon. And for those of you listening out there, I will see you guys on the next one. Thanks for listening to part two of my conversation with Brenna Sterling on my series called People Are Interesting. Stay tuned again for Wednesday for yet another podcast from Topics with Tim Next Level Health. Again, uh, don't forget to subscribe to my podcast. You never miss one. And don't forget to leave me a review as well. That really helps me grow my pod. Anyway, guys, thank you so much. And I'll see you on the next one.